Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back to Dum Dums and Dragons, where improvisers who've never role-played before journey into the world of Dungeons and Dragons. I am the Grand Wizard Bukake, your host. Our heroes are escaping villains and taking the next steps on their quest. Butthole Juniper and Moonhammer killed some merpeople and found the Grand Wizard Bukake. Wait, that's me! While Quinny and Reginald are being hunted through the archive by Captain Blantier, who's also looking for a lawyer. What the fuck will happen now that I'm a part of the story? Find out next on Dom Doms and Dragons. Reginald and Quinny, you are booking it into uh, the library, um, the big law library, uh, in search of a lawyer. Um, you realize uh, you have a rough sense of what you need. Uh, unfortunately, Butthole was the one looking into contract law, so you don't actually have your completed pinwheel uh, of successes uh, with you currently. Um, but regardless, uh, it would seem that with the amount of complex systems you're going to be trying to uh, undo, um, you're going to need uh, need some some law help. Um, so that's your primary goal uh, here in the law library of the Administratum Archive. Um, that said, you do know that Captain Plantier is actively seeking the similar thing uh, to try and... <laughs> find a loophole that will allow him to remain married. Yeah, to, I, w- I was going to say, that's Reginald's secondary goal. His first goal is just to not die. Sure, you're out of immediate harm's way. This is just a classic, like, having <laughs> just played through the medium that's pretty much only this. It's like, big spooky monster is stalking around. You guys got to get the shit and get out, uh, ideally, before it finds you. Um, also, go play the medium. It's great. Um, so you are um, arriving in the the sort of law building, um, what, uh, what specifically do you think you guys are looking for? Are you just going to grab the first lawyer you see? Do you have a specific kind of lawyer you want? What's, uh, what's the strategy? Keeping in mind that this is like a, as you're running, kind of talking to each other sort of strategy. Good news is you need to be less stealthy now because Captain Plantier literally is like waging war on the building. So there's, right. there's a pretty big fucking distraction behind you. All right, so A, I broke your ring, and I'm so sorry. I don't know how to make it start again. Uh, and B, what, what, what? Oh, I came through a door. It was weird. Uh, but, but here's the thing. I think we need maybe like a law professor who's very smart, but then also like a law student who's willing to bend the rules. Like I think we need a duo here. Uh, I mean, it's just more bodies that we got to get out of here under this guy's nose. Uh, I pull out the the scroll that Bucky handed to me, uh, uh, glancing at it. You know, because we're on the move and stuff like that. Does it? Do I have any sense of what this document pertains to? Um, yeah, it seems like he basically gave you. Um, he magicked a missive about all of, the, just an overview of of what's going on in hell, 
um, to you. Uh, but at the top it says, I'm so sorry. Uh, I, I didn't mean to try and kill you. I just had to make it seem like that because uh, I, I kind of signed a contract. Yeah, I think I you did like, too. Okay, more of the scrolls unraveling further yeah, there's down. Like a, okay. lot of, a lot of platitudes. Um, yeah. But no, he uh, he actually outlines what the resistance has been up to, uh, the fact that there is a resistance and kind of what's going on. Um, it's too much to take in at a glance, but mm -hmm. just uh, it gives you a rough lay of the land. So essentially when you have time to review it, um, you'll be able to learn what's been going on in hell since, uh, since you guys were last here. Um, okay. That said, uh, Quinny, one of your goals is to free Bucky from his contract, yeah, um, as well as to kill the one of many faces. At this point, it seems as though the one of many faces, uh, and I would normally make you roll for this, but I think I, I forget who's actually kind of heard this information. So at this point, I'm just going to fucking say it, and we can all just have it. Um, the one of many faces is uh, defeatable currently, but not killable. Um, yeah, we with, have to break. His contract keep made him a god, essentially. So yes, we got to break exactly the contracts right. to be able to kill him. We, we right. do know that. So you're okay. not just giving it away. Fantastic. That we good, put good, that good, good, Yeah. So the contracts have to be broken. Sorry, it's been a long three days. Yep. Uh, contracts have to be broken in order to to proper kill him, um, but yeah. also broken in such a way that they don't annihilate everyone he's made contracts with. Um, so in order to free Bucky, you do kind of need need this information as well. Unfortunately, Bucky's info has nothing to do with that because, as if you'll recall, Bucky sold his soul to save you guys. So he's just down here doing that. Okay, um, so, Quinny, we need to find, uh, okay, if we can only get one lawyer, then we need a contract lawyer, and we need somebody who knows their shit. Students are out, we need somebody who's, like, crafty and smart. We want to go yeah. in and look for a guy in a cheap suit, but who's looking fancy, because that some bitch is going to want to win. Older the better, because they were around before this guy then. Yeah, but not so old that they're crazy. We don't want one of those like, where are the law? Well, the crazy the ones pants. are usually pretty helpful. I will say, uh, I was just figuring out that exact voice, uh, so... <laughs> <laughs> game recognized game, right? Yeah. Okay. So we, we, we need a lawyer who's smart enough to win a case, but not so old that they're pooping their pants. Yeah. That's, you know, standard stuff you look out for when you want a lawyer. Yeah. Yeah, you're flipping well, through the I yellow mean, pages in, I don't know, 1992, being like, well, no, these are all poopy pants lawyers. I don't want any of these guys. Listen, normally we could go to their office, and if they have an office, odds are they aren't pooping their pants all the time, but we're in the libraries. There are people here who just come in to look at porn. And poop their pants. Got it. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Uh, try that ring, please, for me. It's it's still on, and he just, like, shakes his hand. Uh, as you shake your hand, you turn invisible. All right, thank you. Good lord. Oh, cool. Okay, so we can maybe split up then uh, and try to find, uh, just cover more ground that way? Okay, yeah, cool. Uh, I'll, I'll go, uh, do, do you want to go corporate or contract? I'll go, I'll go contract. Okay, I'll go, I'll go corporate. Uh, um. And we split up, as far as I know, because I yep. can't see him yep. anymore. No, nope, <laughs> sure. yeah. I was gonna say, and we separately go down two aisles that are side by side because the letters are very similar. Yeah. Uh, so I'm gonna need investigation checks from both of you, please. Investigation is decent, I think. Yeah, it is. Eighteen. Uh, and I got to look at the correct character sheet. Mm -hmm. I got a 16. 16. Uh, okay, so um, Reginald, you're desperately looking at books uh, and, and looking around for people, but you're not really seeing much of anything. You went corporate or contract? I went corporate. Quinny went right. contract. Yeah, you're not seeing a whole lot. Um, but Quinny, you're noticing that there are a number of books missing. Uh, and this library seems to be relatively untouched. As we've talked about, there's very few people kicking around hell for some reason. So... Um, it's very clear when there's these massive gaps, uh, which leads you to think that there's probably someone nearby who has taken a bunch of these books. 
Um, so uh, you begin to kind of follow the trail, uh, and uh, you think you can you can hear kind of a shuffling in the distance. So you begin to follow that. Um, Reginald, you're you're still not having too much luck um, when you hear uh, a massive crash, uh, and uh, a voice just ring out and say, uh, "Hey, are there any librarians, hot or otherwise, uh, preferably hot, who could show me around? Looking for some law." Stuff. If you got the the glasses and bun thing going on, that'd be kind of all right. I'm married, but uh, you know, no no harm in looking, right? Right. That's what libraries about browsing. Uh, if anybody's here, hello, hello. Uh, Reginald wants to go get a look at this guy. Uh, yeah. You you sneak back out, and it's it's clearly Captain Plantier, just like floating in the middle of the room, just like commanding people to arrive, uh, and clearly kind of vexed that no one's sprung out of anywhere yet. Uh, the planters like were that. kind of like created to serve him, so he's pretty used to people just being like, "Up to." Reginald would like to do that awkward, like Looney Tunes, careful step backwards into the stack while he's invisible. Roll uh, uh, stealth check, please, brother, mm. um, with advantage because you are invisible. Except I have disadvantage with so my armor. Regular stealth check, just normal. That is. A 15. I have zero. That's just a cold 15. Pretty good, That's man. a good roll. I rolled a crit fail for Captain Plantier. So he is... Yay! Uh, he is so, so into the idea of hot librarians that he is not really paying attention to anything that isn't that. Um, but he's also looking for a bell to tap aggressively because like, he's not getting customer service and he demands it. The right uh, boy is running from a douchey homelander. Just like, <laughs> yeah, I can't do anything to this guy, but he's such an asshole. It's just like, uh, also, you guys, you guys got a bell. It'd be really helpful for me to kind of get what I want if you had a bell. So, um, oh, hang on, I got an idea. And then he zips back up and out the ceiling. Uh, I think the empty contract, uh, the empty corporate law section is not doing fuck all for my boy. So he's going to go head over to see if he can spot Quinny anywhere. Like, he'll go look that way great um so you take off after quinny um behind you uh you hear uh and looking back uh you see one of these masked guys just crumpled uh on the ground and uh, captain plantier just kind of like lands next to him puts a hand on him and slowly uh his body crumples uh inward uh until it's roughly bell-shaped uh, and then he he taps it, but it squishes. And he's like, ah, oh, I honestly, this, the things I fucking put up with uh, in this place. Hello. Um, so he's here, but he's distracted. Um, and with that, you you take off after Quinny. Meanwhile, uh, back in the lounge of observation, um, the great wizard Bukake has has turned to, to face you all. Um, and he says, Oh, wow. I never thought I'd actually meet you. And yet here you are. This is truly fascinating. Um, I assume from, uh, and he kind of gestures broadly to the mirrors around him. Uh, and you see him like step on a Doritos bag and he just quickly like kicks <laughs> it under the couch. Like it's clear he doesn't get visitors very often. So he's kind of a bit of a slob down here. And he's just like, I assume from what I understand that uh, you're here in search of the key. Yes. Do you have it? <laughs> of course I do. I'm the great wizard Bukake, your host. I'd be very happy to give it to you, Moonhammer, but I must know, Bottle, will you be okay with losing your deity? Wait, what? No, she said well, she said I'm going to go with her, and it's totally fine. Yeah. Uh-huh. 
But well, I've been following your adventures for some time, and I must say you've been disappointed by your god more often than you've been pleased by her. I would not say that's true. Of course you wouldn't. You're the one who's conning him. <laughs> conning. Wait, conning? How am I getting conned? Wait, what? Details. Wait, what? Okay, I will answer each of you one question. You fought hard to get here. You had to give up a whole discount card. So each of you gets one question from me with my infinite knowledge. Okay, I'm going last. I need some time to think. Cool. Moonhammer, what's something you would like to know? Your friend Buddy Hops is not here right now, so it would seem that you're a bit at odds. Is there anything that's puzzling you? I know you've been kind of doing your own show that will probably be a tie-in novel at some point, uh, <laughs> but it means you've missed out on some of the kooky adventures up in Dumfeyrune. Can we have a minute to, like, converse about <laughs> what were the three questions we're going to ask? Can well, we... these, are, these are questions personal to you, but, uh, yeah, I suppose if you want to have a chat, you certainly can. <laughs> In okay, the meantime, well, consider joining our Patreon at patreon.com slash dumdumdice. That's a thing I like to say. And then he turns and winks at one of the mirrors. It's really unnerving. <laughs> okay, Moonhammer, what do you want to talk, uh, ask? Okay, well, obviously I want to know where this key is, but I feel like I still have to, like, isn't our ultimate goal to kill the many faces guy? <laughs> I mean, that's that's one of them. You wanted to get back to Bodhala though, right? Yeah. So then I can go with you and we can get married in an arrangement that will make me very happy like you promised and nothing bad will happen. Well, I mean, <laughs> I made sure nothing bad would happen to you, but I didn't necessarily promise that I would marry you. I said that we would come to an agreement that would that make was me very happy. Beneficial, that no, would no, be that, happy. I didn't ask if it was mutually beneficial. I asked if it would make me happy. Yes, it will make you happy. But mar oh, that's why I know we're going to get married because that would make me so happy. Um, you think that marriage is the only thing that will make you happy? No, I didn't say that. I just said this marriage would make me very happy. Lots of things make me happy. I like babies and smiles and puppies and kissing, but like I'm mainly focused on this marriage. <laughs> okay. Let's just, <sighs> if I come up with a solution that you like better than marriage, then you can pick that. Okay. 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 There we go. We're agreed. Guns are so silly. going to make sure. Um, Nothing happens to you. And, and so what, yeah, but okay. like, what did you want to know about the questions? Also, is there anything you want to tell me in advance before I ask about our relationship or your history? Yeah, and, this and, guy seems complicated. Sorry, and, and Bukaki holds up a little hand and he's like, oh, uh, also I should tell you, I'm happy to give you some general information about where your friends are and all that sort of stuff. These are like deep questions. Just give you a oh. chance to ask big, important questions of a big, important person. And he puts his little hands on his little hips and is barely, barely seen over to the top of the couch. All right, how do I solve the Great Collide? Good question. Oh, I'm so glad you asked. Uh, tune in next time. I'm kidding, I'm kidding. That's just a little bit of host humor for you. Um, the Great Collide has been caused by, uh, in two major realms. Uh, it is both a spatial problem and a time-based problem. Uh, our friend Moonhammer here was ripped out of her own time and went stumbling through a variety of times. It's caused quite a lot of problems. But since Avalon Riker, your friend Alan's father, uh, found a way to breach through the membrane of space-time, he ripped the spell weave and has been slowly undoing all of reality. It's a bummer, but it's made for some great listening and watching. In any case, 
restoring uh, the, the exiled gods to their right places is a hell of a start. In fact, if Moonhammer were to return to Butthalla, she'd be able to keep your realm safe for a while, <sighs> long enough that you might be able to come up with solutions for the other realms. But ultimately, you must restore what has been taken. You must bring order to the chaos of the universe. You must restore the gods. You must restore order. And you must restore the realms before they collide into each other and explode. Till then, you're going to get all sorts of kooky bullshit. Okay, restoring the gods, I, I get. Res but restoring order and restoring the is that like following the res restoring the gods does that just happen we just restore the gods and it's all like woo well a lot of things have gotten through and a number of things have gotten fucked up in your particular <laughs> instance grace and typhus is now running around causing a havoc in dumb Faerun. that motherfucker is not even supposed to be here today so, so basically to set things so right all the we have to send everyone back to their Places they came from. Or at least just settle what they've caused. In a lot of, oh, for okay. instance, you did great by getting rid of all those laser guns. That really would have fucked things up in a big way. So it's just about setting things straight. It doesn't <sighs> matter if they go back to where they came from necessarily, unless they're gods, in which case they really do. Uh, but more importantly, you just need to create, the gods will fix things on a giant meta level and you must fix things on a local level. This is so doable. Right? This episode is sponsored by Shopify. When we started podcasting, an online store was the furthest thing from our collective mind. But now we sell t-shirts and hoodies and water bottles and a ton of amazing products, all because we use Shopify. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. It is 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Honestly, we tried to do merchandise for years, either to make things that were high quality, to make things that we could ship easily, to make things shippable in multiple markets. We just could not find that answer until we found Shopify. Once we got set up with them, it has been a breeze. Money transfers, no problem. Payments converted, it makes it so easy. I don't have to do anything manual. None of our team does to be able to provide high, high quality merch. Shopify gave us the control to be able to make our business even more successful and it can do that for you because Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, their award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify, and yours should too. So sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash dumdums all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash dumdums, D-U-M-B, D-U-M-B-S, now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash dumdums. That's the way you get to hear this. This episode is brought to you by our sponsor, Shopify. When we started podcasting, an online store was the furthest thing from our collective minds. But now we are selling some sick mugs. And it is so 
Easy. All because we use Shopify. <laughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. It'll help you turn browsers into buyers because it has the internet's best converting checkout, 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms, which means curious people are more likely to buy from you. And you can sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. One of the big problems Shopify solved for us was international shipping. Our shipping prices, if people were outside of the U.S., were through the roof. But the moment we switched over to Shopify, we were able to choose where our orders were being fulfilled from in different places, which meant shipping could be cheap for all of our fans everywhere around the globe. So if you were even thinking about opening a store, sign up now for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash dumdums, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash dumdums now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash dumdums. That's D-U-M-B-D-U-M-B-S. If you open a store with Shopify, you're going to be hearing that sound a lot. Snarf, 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 snarf. Wait, Goblin Jr., slow down. You're not wearing your translation amulet. Oh, hey, that's much better. Hi, I'm Goblin Jr., uh, beloved wolf companion of the Dum Dums and Dragons crew. And uh, listen, if you're enjoying our adventures, our, our snarfy fun, uh, you know, the adventures of, of Butthole and Quinny and Alan and Juniper and Bucky and all the rest, well, uh, listen, you'd really be doing us a solid if you'd go to patreon.com slash dumdumdice. That's D-U-M-B-D-U-M-B-D-I-C-E. And hey, you know, if you want to help us on our adventures, uh, for as little as a dollar a month, uh, you can gain access to uh, Snarfy Discord and talk to all sorts of other fans about the shows. Uh, and you know, it just goes up from there. You can get ad-free feeds. You can uh, add your own characters. Uh, hell, you can even make an NPC at the $25 level. And you get your name in the credits at the end, which is which is a lot of fun, I'm told. Anyway, uh, you know, I don't know too much just being a wolf and all, but uh, what I do know is if you enjoy our adventures as much as uh, me and the crew like going on them, well, Patreon's a great way to help out. Uh, anyway, I'll uh, see you around, and I'll take this stupid amulet off. Snarf, 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 snarf. High five! Okay. <laughs> <laughs> a big high five. Holy oh, that shit. was great. <laughs> no one really comes around here very often. This is nice. <laughs> Okay, Juniper is like, like, <laughs> she's over the fucking moon. All right. Wait, you're over Moonhammer? She's right there. She's so cool, though. Ah, uh, it's low hanging fruit, but I still plucked it. Um, <laughs> Ryan and Alyssa, you each have one question, and then he will also answer just kind of general questions about things that you're you're dealing with right now. I already said I'm going last because I'm real troubled now. Okay. Um, so I guess now that we've got the big question, then should I ask the little where uh, the keys are? Oh, I'll, I'll give you the key. Uh, you, you made it down here fair and square, and those 30% off handor coupons are really hard to come by. That was a, you, you, you got snookered. You got snookered. You're never going to get a cheap deal like that again. Um, <laughs> but no, uh, Moonhammer, I've quite enjoyed your hijinks, and I very much appreciate that you stopped by for more. It means a lot to me that you, you get back to where you need to go. And I mean, you still have a lot to overcome, but in the meantime, I'm happy to give you the key. But first, I'll answer your questions. I'm desperately lonely. <laughs> um, How do I get rid of uh, Captain Plantier? 
Ah, an excellent question. For you particularly, you'll need to find a way to get in writing that your wedding is annulled. The unfortunate thing about being a dead god is uh, you're kind of not fully gone. So you'll need to make sure you just really tighten that up with contracts so that motherfucker can't go around saying it no more. In terms of actually destroying him, I'm afraid you can't do that here. The best you can do is set him back, as you saw from cutting off Igneous Plantier's hand. By destroying the Plantiers who summoned him, you will be able to defeat him, but now they've gone to ground, and it will be very difficult, particularly since Butthole has feelings for one of them. Hmm. Okay, well, I was really hoping that you were going to say a bunch of dumb shit, and they were going to be like, this guy's a liar, but now I got some concerns. Uh, What's going to happen when Moonhammer goes home, and what else is she lying to me about? Well, that, my friend, is a funny story. Seems like it'll play out a few episodes from now, but I'll tell you what she isn't lying to you about. That she oh, you son of a bitch. You told me I had a question. <laughs> I don't know how your friends put up with you interrupting people all these times. I mean, really, I'm trying to help you out here, bud. Uh, she's not lying that she will give you something that will make you happy. Something perhaps even more than you can imagine. Butthole, you must remember... Uh, you come from a, a troubled background where, where not many options seemed possible to you. And while the marriage may seem like the most important thing, perhaps there are greater things you haven't even considered. And if I know Moonhammer like I know Moonhammer, I think perhaps you will indeed be pleased with the options presented. But she okay. is lying to you here and there because she knows it will hurt you to hear the truth. The truth that she is her own person. That though she cares about you and you are her cleric, that she has things she must do for herself. And no matter how much you believe in her or love her, she still needs to be able to do those things. And she knows that will hurt you. And normally she just hurts people with hammers. But this time she's worried about hurting you with words and truths. You've been through a lot and I understand you don't want to lose someone who genuinely cares about you. That sucks. After your quitty died, you were pretty fucked up. But it seems like you've made amends with most of those gods. Good for you. That's a nice little button on that story. But <laughs> you must be willing to let people go if it's for their own good and what's best for them. And know that it means that they don't love you any less, just that they have other shit to do. Like me, I've got to keep hosting this adventure. <laughs> oh... This guy is an idiot. We're going to be the best forever. This guy's crazy. Okay, so let's find out what else we need from the crazy man. Well, butthole, uh, fuck you, first of all. Second of all, um, <laughs> some things you should know. Uh, first and foremost, your quitty needs you. Uh, he needs your law expertise. They are trying to save all of the souls that Manny has enslaved with his contracts. Uh, he has made himself the god of devil's bargains. I bet that would really butter Alan's biscuit if she were around here. <laughs> uh, but she's not yet. She's still figuring out the portals. Uh, in the meantime, you need to find your friends. They're currently in an archive trying to find a lawyer who will help. But to free Moonhammer and to save Bucky let alone Quinny, you'll need to go help and you might have to face a dark shadow of your past. Okay, I'm, let's let's 
do that. Can we get the key on the way? Is there a way we can combine these things? Because I just really want to get to Quinny. I'm going to be honest, priorities. Oh, I fully understand. Uh, unfortunately, uh, by arriving here, you have set off a number of alarms throughout the realm, and Manny's troops will be here momentarily, which is a real pain in my ass. Uh, but I prepared the spare door for you. You'll have to go through my <clears throat> uh, somewhat... Uh, uh, testy roommate's room, and then uh, from there you'll be able to catch a ride. Now, you won't come out exactly where I left you, uh, but you will be on the right path. Also, uh, Buddy Hops has delivered the information to Bell, and he will meet you in the administratum. There's a coffee shop where they've been staging things that you can perhaps make a plan. Okay, we gotta go get coffee and save Quinny. Let's let's do this. Let's, let's get past this roommate. I'm ready. Excellent. Quinny! Um, so he reaches into his robe, uh, he takes out a key and he just says, um, it has been my great pleasure to, to watch you and tell others of your adventures, dum-dums. Keep up the good work for several seasons more. Uh, and he extends the key, uh, and he smiles and it's, it's a legitimately genuine smile. Um, it's, it, there's a warmth and a joy in it, uh, the likes of which you rarely see. Aww. And he just says, and I can't wait to find out what happens next on another adventure of Dom Doms and Dragons. Okay, goodbye. And then he opens a door and he literally like hard boots all three of you through it. <laughs> um, you stumble into a um, a well-appointed room. Uh, it's just uh, like if you've seen uh, Futurama uh, when Bender and Fry are sharing an apartment and like... <laughs> It's that kind of situation where you yeah. just stumble into like Bender's apartment and it's like big, but very um, uh, taciturn uh, and just hanging from all the walls are, are like just, there's just fucking merch everywhere. There's like t-shirts and pillowcases and a robot just turns and glares at you and says, oh, first you summoned me into existence and then you disturbed my apartment. Executron desires you to leave. And he just points at a door. Okay, uh, but I'll just <laughs> go across the room and go through the door. Just like waving as I go by. I don't know. <laughs> and he just like, he just full on, like it's a full like one inch shoulder sigh of just like, this is all just so fucking exhausting for him. Um, and as, as you're leaving, you just hear, I told you not to open that door except for emergencies. And uh, the, the door slamming on. Uh, emergencies. Oh my God. <laughs> She just turns to <laughs> Juniper and he's like, that was a pretty good God pun. You're allowed <laughs> back. The rest of you, fuck off. Um, he slams the door and the three of you fall um, several feet. Uh, it's like a Truman Show situation where just it's a door in the sky. Uh, you fall out of it um, onto a blasted out hellscape. Uh, it is a uh, desert. Um, you know, there's just like a, a swirling wind uh, and uh, you realize that you're you're not in God hell anymore, which is good because all the troops were like descending on on the site. Uh, but you are well and truly lost. Meanwhile, uh, back in uh, the law office, um, as uh, Captain Plantier continues to yell for bells, um, Reginald and Quinny, um, you uh, make your way towards a, a small cubicle. Um, with a uh, a single lamp on and just a number of books. Uh, and uh, you see um, a, a very uh, spindly old devil um, sitting uh, kind of hunched over, um, long spindly fingers, 
Um, and just doing that, that like, uh, like little, little sort of like, um, uh, Pisne, I don't know, I can't quite pronounce it, those little tiny fucking glasses on the end, end of his nose, um, <clears throat> long white hair that's kind of pulled back in like an Ichabod crane fucking ponytail situation. Um, and, uh, he's just doing that thing where like, he has to, he has to lick his fingers to turn the pages, but his fingers are so long, he has to like hold his arm out to do mm -hmm. it. It's clearly like real awkward for him and he kind of hates it, but he's just, it, his hands are just too long for any of these things to work well. So it's a real like Edward scissor hands problem is he like has to daintily turn pages. Um, and as you approach, uh, you just hear him say like, no, no, this will not do, not do at all. Uh, oh, well, I guess we turn the page again. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and I'll, uh, I'll sneak into his little study area quite mindful of like explosion sounds and the sound of a masked person being dropped through the ceiling and crushed. There are several bell. more. Um, and like now he's moved on from bells to like trying to set up a chime at the door. Right. Um, and it's just like yeah, clearly bones clinking together. Like it's, I think Reginald will stay back and let Quinny talk so that if somebody has to do a distraction or something, Reginald's in, in, you know, position further away. Yep. Gotcha. I'll just be like, Psst, Hey, you a lawyer? Um, and, uh, the, the devil just swivels his head fully around, uh, but it's on like, um, his neck is elongated enough that like, it's not like an exorcist spin. It's kind of like a weird bendy straw situation, <laughs> um, or like turning like a, 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 a rounded tap around, uh, just kind of spins around <laughs> and he goes, uh, well, uh, yes, I, I am, uh, I work more in, uh, hi hypothetical law. So I'm trying to solve a rather important problem. Uh, who are you? My name's uh, Quinny Brownbarrow. The hitman uh, for hell. F formerly, yes. <laughs> oh. Well, this is uh, a very interesting uh, turn of events. What brings you to my, my library? Looking to, uh, you know, overthrow the infernal regent of <laughs> this ring of hell. That is an interesting law problem. Yeah, I was wondering if uh, you might be the kind of guy who could maybe look into some contract loopholes for us. Well, I'm currently studying the use of the semicolon in contract <laughs> law. Uh, it has been a study of, of several centuries for me. It is uh, a puzzle worth solving, but the chance and like a small, almost youthful grin begins to spread across his face. It's like, the chance to undo the God of Contracts is very tempting, I must <laughs> say, Mr. Brown Barrow. Um, but tell me, uh, what is in it for you? Uh, writing some wrongs that I've made. Uh, it's just the right thing to do. And uh, uh, there, there's kind of a darker streak in me that just straight up wants to kill that guy. <laughs> This I understand. I am a lawyer. Most people want to kill me. I think perhaps I could assist you, uh, but I do require uh, one one thing as payment. Pay okay, what? Well, look, I'm not just going to do work for you for free. That is not how law or yeah, that was work. my associate and I are also looking to get you out of here with your life intact. In case you hadn't noticed, there's a mad god tearing the place apart. Oh, is that what that is? I that is what that is. Oh, okay. You know what? Th that is. That's just good. Uh, yeah. I, I will just take that as, as payment. Uh, Perfect. Get and then your shit. He we gotta leaps, go. <laughs> fully leaps into, like he grabs his little briefcase and he leaps into your arms. 
like a little spindly baby. And he's just like, okay, well, I'm scared now. So let's go. Save me. And then he like nuzzles into you a little bit. He's like, please save me. Well, buddy. Uh, okay. I, I, no, no, no. This is important. This is serious. Okay. And I, I come back out. It's, <laughs> it's just like you're carrying a scarecrow. Like, yeah. Just like tiny little guy carrying like a guy who's like seven feet tall, but his bones are like bird bones. Like it's just this yeah. like spindly curled up bug. Uh, and I can't see Reginald, but I just whisper like, Reginald, you hear? Oh, yeah. yeah. And he just takes, takes the ring off and he's like, do you want to put this in the giant man? It feels like he's really going to hold back yourself. Uh, well, what about yours? Keep the ring on. We'll, we'll uh, see what okay, we can okay. do. With and, this he, and he puts it back on and he's invisible. <laughs> Great. At which point you hear, okay, you know what? You know what? I, I hate doing this. And if you're going to get library commission, you're not going to get it now. I'm going to go try and find it myself. I'm going to find it myself. Let's, uh, let's just see. Uh, let's just pick a, let's just pick a, a random uh, aisle. Um, you really should label these uh, a little bit better. Uh, so I'm going to roll a dice and we'll see which aisle he goes down. Um, Ryan, roll me a D6, please. Library commission, really? Gosh, he does not read. He does not. He's never been here before. Uh, he clearly only knows libraries from porn. Like he has no clue what this place is actually for. I um, think I he thinks he's in a hotel. Four? Okay. <laughs> I rolled a three. So he is going down the contract law uh, aisle that you were previously in, Reginald. Um, and he's like, oh, don't you have anything other than books in here? This sucks. And he punches. Uh, the row of books uh, to his left, which punches like a bunch of books uh, onto the two of you. Um, I'm going to need either a dexterity or constitution save as you try not to yelp as you get showered with books. I'll go dex. He's not like looking at you. He just punches through the the bookshelf. Uh, That's a, God, what is that? Plus, plus nine. Uh, That's an 18 for Quinny. Eight. All right. So, um, Reginald, um, a little bit. So, this is a dumb analogy, but I, I think it works. Um, whenever I'm not wearing glasses, I'm wearing contacts. I kind of forget that I no longer have shields in front of my eyes. So, the amount of times I've like just ignored like sticks or other things where I'm like, whatever. And then I'm like, oh, right. No protection. I think it's kind of the same thing for you. Um, when you're invisible, you're kind of like, whatever, no one can possibly see me. So you just freeze. And then you just get like a tome to the jaw. Uh, and it's just enough to make you, you make a noise. What, what noise? Yeah, I, was say, I, I think that happened to him enough when he was in like school as a kid. Cause I think Reginald was Aww. definitely bullied and hit with a lot of books that just instinctively he goes, Hey, fuck you. <laughs> Um, and Captain Plantier stops um, in a smile, like through through the, the, the holes in the stacks, you can see like a smile spread across his face. Uh, and he's like, so maybe you got some life in you after all, books. Um, I need you guys to roll me a stealth check to see if you can get away uh, fast enough. <laughs> Mine is uh, 30 again. Great. <laughs> so Quinny's already gone. Yep. <laughs> Mine is a nine. So I am here. <laughs> can I can I attempt to You're carrying the you're you're carrying your lawyer. Yeah, that's what I basically I want to switch roles. 
You want I, I want I want to like I'm carrying this lawyer. I like I see where this book gets like stopped midair and drops, and I hear, "Hey, fuck you!" Like out of midair. Yep. I just want to <laughs> toss the lawyer to Reginald and be like, "Get out of here!" And I'm gonna run in the other direction and be like, "Hey, fuck you!" And just run <laughs> through the stacks. Uh, okay, uh, Ryan, I need a dexterity save from you to determine whether you catch the lawyer, whose name is um, uh, Ellerdin Ian Trist. Uh, so he tosses you Ian Trist. Uh, oh, I'm just going to use that to sing the lawyer over and over and over again. I got... Uh, that is a 17. Um in the same way that uh, when you were bullied as a child and got books thrown at you, you eventually learned that if you caught the books midair, uh, the the horde dodgeball rules, which were, of course, played with the heads of, of people who had failed uh, uh, glass staff. Um, in dodgeball, you learn the rules where if you catch a head, then one of the non-dead people on your team can come back in. So you got used to like catching the books and then hoping that that would get the bully out, and it never really worked, but you got used to it. So when uh, a spindly bag of limbs is thrown at you uh you just catch it by instinct uh and then you hear what quinny says and it all kind of clicks uh and you take off running um quinny uh your cat plant you'll say no fuck you books i don't care that i can't read you you can go to hell um and a uh a blast of water just comes like tearing through and it's just like blasting pages out and like ripping through the shelves uh i need a deck safe please Uh, 25. Well, I rolled a nat 20, so unfortunately you get hosed, buddy. Uh, can, luckily, you do... Can I use evasion? Oh, yes, you absolutely it's can. It's a deck save. Yep. So that sounded like it was a fail, basically, right? Uh, I mean, it, it was a success, but you were going to take damage anyway because it was a, a critical. But yes, what were you going to suggest? Evasion converts um, uh, uh, failures into successes, and it also, when you take damage on a successful... Uh, dodge as you do with some DC uh, um, deck saves, yep. it negates the damage. Beautiful. Okay. So he's spraying through, and like, wouldn't you know it, books save the day again. <laughs> uh, the tomes and shelves are heavy enough that uh, you kind of get sprayed by by soggy pages, but um, his uh, his water cannon is. He's also like, he thinks it's the books, so he's just like, sp- like blasting wildly all over, being like, ha ha, who's smart now, assholes? <laughs> Um, so you get hit by a bit of it, it knocks you down and kind of like, uh, if if you've ever seen someone get hit by a water cannon on the news or anything, like you slide and smash into the wall, like it's unpleasant, but, um, you don't take any damage, uh, and you're able to get up and run. Yeah. I scramble to my feet and I'm, I'm trying to, uh, to hide again, basically keep this guy occupied for a beat so that Reginald can get some distance and then I want to get out of here. Uh, Reginald, are you trying to move stealthily or quickly? Um, I kind of have to move quickly because I have a seven foot tall skeleton man I'm carrying. So me being invisible does not make him invisible. Yep. So fast. Uh, so athletics from you then, sir. That is a 24. Much better. Um, so just like, you know, sprinting through the library, you just see like this like scared spindly lawyer demon uh or devil rather holding on to his briefcase just like bouncing through the air like a sad baby um and uh reginald you're able to get clear uh so you, you get him and uh you get out quinny uh you need to keep captain plantier distracted for one more round for that to work uh reginald what do you say to now that you realize you're holding someone uh do you say anything to uh, uh interest 
No, I think he doesn't trust him not to talk. So I think he's actually got an invisible hand over the lawyer's mouth uh, <laughs> and just is carrying him out silently. That's great. So just like he's in like you're invisible, obviously. So it's just like there's impressions on the side of his face where like the fingers would be. <laughs> yeah, you like can see like, a, thumb on, a thumb on one side and fingers on the other. Yeah, it's just like a, a tight mouth, like it's pushed against glass. You're like... <laughs> yeah, that's what's happening. Great. Love it. Um, Quinny, uh, you get up, uh, you know, shake the water off um, and you realize like you can see Reginald booking it and by Reginald uh, interest like bouncing towards the door. Uh, what do you do uh, to distract uh, Captain Plantier for one more round? I grab a book and I just whip it to the other end of the room to just make a, a sound. Uh, okay. Can you roll me a deception check? That is a good roll plus some good numbers. Deception. Uh, that is a dirty 30. <laughs> cool. I thought because uh, I was a 19, so I was about to say a 20. Uh, that is all good. I rolled less than that. Um, I get to add a lot, but not that much. Um, so you hear him be like, get back here, you fucking tome of knowledge. Uh, and he just goes like running off uh, after it. Um, and uh, you see you see your opportunity. Um, so you also make make a break for the door. This seems uh, somewhat superfluous, but could you roll me a stealth check? <laughs> In the odds that it's a I one, mean, which is, I, I think, I, the only thing that can make you fail at this point. I can re-roll ones. <laughs> uh, uh, that's, uh, that's a dirty 20. Great. So um, you're sprinting. Uh, you're in good shape. Uh, you managed to catch up to Reginald and Ian Trist. Um, and uh, the two of you, I assume you're, you're getting out of Dodge now, right? Yeah, I, th I think this is like we got a lawyer. This I, I don't think we can really push our luck much further. Yeah, <laughs> great. So say, Quinny could basically chase Reginald. If Reginald had a lead, he didn't stop and wait. Like, it's just <laughs> oh yeah, no, no. I, I yeah. fully fully appreciate that. I feel like he catches up to you just because you're a big guy running oh. in armor. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so uh, he catches up to you, and uh, the two of you kind of like find a, a fire escape. Uh, and slip uh, out the side of the building um, and, and head back towards your your beloved coffee shop. Uh, meanwhile, um, Moonhammer, Butthole, and Juniper, um, you stand in this blasted hellscape, and uh, you can see a cloud in the distance, uh, but a cloud on the ground. Um, there's just uh, sort of a, a, a massive, um, ever-expanding cloud of, of dust and sand um can you each roll me a perception check please uh Alyssa, it should be listed on your skills there i think you can get like a plus one plus or something five. oh plus five hey there you go 12. Wait, is it the 20 or the 12 yes uh yeah roll a d20 and then add uh add your uh perception please i got 12. I got 12? 15. uh 15 okay great so uh moonhammer um you can see a uh a, a, it seems that this this big like ever expanding dust cloud is actually focused on something, and um, through the kind of uh, cloud, you're catching like glints of gold, um, and all of a sudden uh, you realize uh, that it's not uh, a sandstorm uh, by Darut or otherwise. Mm. Uh, it's actually a vehicle kicking up dust, and um, with a speed that alarms all three of you, it pulls up to a stop in front of you, and an, an ancient angry uh looking elf just leans out and says get in the car stupid and that my friends is how you met 
Maud Buggins, and Werner Ragnarok. <laughs> this episode of Dum Dums and Dragons features the voices of Ryan LaPlante at the Ryan LaPlante on Twitter, Tyler Hewitt at Tyler underscore Hewitt on Twitter, Laura Hamstra at EL Hamstring on Twitter, our special guest, and our DM Tom McGee at McGeeTD on Twitter. This episode's sound was edited and mixed by Laura Hamstra, and Dum Dums and Dragons' artwork is by Del Borovic, who can be found at delborovic.com. Our theme songs are, and now for that massive coronary, and skipping through the orchestra pit, part one by Peter Gresser, and our ad music is No Control and Chiefs by Jazzar, J-A-H-Z-Z-A-R, all available at freemusicarchive.org. When it comes to Dum Dums and Dice, you can visit our website at dumdumdice.com. Our Twitter and Instagram are at dumdumdice, and on Facebook at facebook.com slash dumdumdice. But most importantly, we've got merchandise at redbubble.com slash people slash dumdumdice, or you can join our Patreon at patreon.com slash dumdumdice. That's D-U-M-B, D-U-M-B, D-I-C-E. And tune in next week for more Dum Dums and Dragons. Dum Dums and Dice has to give a special thank you to the supreme beings of our Patreon at this time. Christian Manicola, Long Long, The Half-Blind Prophet, James Quayar, Charles Grams, Christopher Little, Sue One, George Dolby, One True Artistry, Orion Birchfield, Lord Abradovic, Noel Lewis, Scott Garland, Anthony Griffin, Chet Awesome Laser, Jordan Neesmith, Benjamin V, Gavin and Abby McDonald, Taryn Hefner, Cade Peters, Richard Cranium, Christian Mendez, Anna Zed, Eric Williams, Logan, Fire Unfriendly, Great Dane, Acrix, Cameron Ezel, and Jill and Noel Laplante. If you want your name to be added to this list, you can join our Patreon too at patreon.com slash dumdumdice. Thanks to them, and a little bit of thanks to you. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. Where am I? Welcome to Desert Skies, Traveler. Your journey through the physical plane has come to an end. I am the attendant. My colleague here is the mechanic. Yo! This is your last stop on your way to the great beyond. It's our job to make sure you're prepared for the ride. Now, before hitting the road, we have an impressive selection of over 34 varieties of microwavable burritos. Um, what, what? What's going on? There's got to be a better afterlife than this. I mean, come on! Uh, that's offensive. Something seems to be wrong with me. You left something major undone. I have a life outside of this gas station, you know. You quite literally do not. Any hobbies? Nope. Ever travel? Nope. Love interest? Are you kidding? Oh my god. You're like the human version of a plain bagel. Cash register. How can I help you, attendant? Play some music? You got it. It's kind of funny, though. What I needed wasn't back there. It was here, waiting for me. I wonder what it feels like, Mac, to miss the physical plane, the people you left behind. You know, I had a wife who died three years ago. Wish I could go back. No, you don't need to go back. You just need to be here. And a new traveler approaches. Ready, team? Ready. Good. Let's do this. Find Desert Skies wherever you listen to podcasts.